This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valacita. Sister Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Good morning, Valerie. Go ahead, Susie. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Same to you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Valerie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valuable. It's Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Hey, this is Kai Kim. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. Good morning, family. It's Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you.
Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alizita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alizita. Who's on the line? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Marcella. Happy blessings today. Good morning, Marcella. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to continue joining us daily during August where our monthly theme is entitled New. This means that all of our declarations will be focused on our understanding that all things have been made new, such as a new heart, new mind, new beginnings, new name, new desire, a new song according to the mind, heart, and will of God. There are three announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, please join us this evening and every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, by calling the same phone number to participate in a short prayer call entitled Prayer for the Children. It is a new call that will be held every Wednesday evening for those interested in praying for children and young adults they love. Please bring your child's name and be prepared to participate in collective prayer to change their lives. Third, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truth along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through your PayPal account at paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory, 
or through your cash app at dollar sign, I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is found in Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is his whole it is holy to the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. We also ask that you please maintain your volume and tone of your prayers to a reasonable level to not pray over the prayer warrior's voice as they are leading us to the throne. Thank you for your participation and cooperation. I now pass the call to Rochelle. Hallelujah. As we begin to set our day, as we Come to the Lord our God. We ask that, I ask that you come seeking God for whatever it is you've been asking him for, questioning him for, that you can yield yourself for the answers on today. I'm going to start with Psalms 103, and it says, Praise the Lord my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our sins and heals all your all our diseases, who redeems our lives from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfy your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, So great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion of his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed and remembers that we are dust. So, Lord, we come to you, O God, this day, O God. This day that we've never seen before, Lord, and we come humbly and boldly to your throne of grace, O God. We bring every petition, O God, every situation, every event, O God, that may be weighing heavy on our hearts, O God. Even rejoicing in the things that you have done, O God, the testimonies that we have, and we come and we lay them at your feet, O God. Lord, we thank you for this day 
hallelujah, a new day where you have given us new mercies, O oh God, and grace that endures to all generations. Lord, we leave everything there, O oh God, because we know that you are the just God and who knows what we're coming, even coming with even our petitions and supplications, even before we ask, O oh God. There is nothing new to you, O oh God. You knew what was predestined on this day, 8-18-2021. Lord, and we thank you for allowing us a new day to come. Hallelujah. And give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise that is due unto you. Lord, we ask that you uh, continue to stretch your hand out, O oh God, over us, O oh God, and that we be able to uh, hear you. Oh God, with a pure heart, oh God, that our hearts are turned towards you, oh God. Lord, that we come and we thank you for forgiving us for our sins, both spoken and unspoken, known and unspoken, unknown and unknown, oh God. Lord, we thank you for forgiving us, oh God, for anything we may have said or done that wasn't pleasing unto you, oh God. Lord, bring those things back to our remembrance so we can confess and repent, oh God, and start anew, oh God. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to serve you, oh God, serve you with gladness, oh God. Lord, we don't we don't take it lightly, oh God, of your sacrifice, oh God. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, oh God, we thank you. We thank you even in the things that are going on in Afghanistan and and Haiti, oh God. Lord, you are the God. So, Lord, we we thank you in the midst of what's going on that you are still high and lifted up, oh God. Lord, that you are still taking care of things, that you are sending resources, oh God, and that the people that are going through the things, oh God, will be able to see you high and lifted up, oh God, that they will be able to call on you and know that you are a just God who is able to keep them and and keep them from stumbling, oh God, that they can come to you, oh God. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we continue to uplift the children, oh God, as they go to school, oh God. We know that your blood still works, that it covers, oh God. And the prayers that we say, we know that that the prayers of the righteous man, avail, the effectual prayers of the righteous man availeth much. So, Lord, we don't just pray and send them to school and worry. We pray and send them to school in confidence that you got them covered, that you are their comforter, that they, that you have them hiding in your wings, oh, God, that they are going to learn, oh, God, and, and get the studies and academics that they are there for, oh, God. Lord, it's not just for them to go to school, but it's there for They're going for their social being, oh, God, for them. They have been in. Uh, put away for so long and not being able to engage with one another, oh God. But we know, oh God, that fellowship, hallelujah, Lord, is king to you. Fellowship, kingship, relationship, oh God, is, is how you, your plans for us, oh God. So Lord, we thank you and we trust, oh God, that you are covering them and keeping them, oh God. Lord, we ask that you look on uh, all the ones that I have that have infirmities that are in the convalescent homes and rehabilitations, oh God. Even it seems like a lot of us don't go visit and whatnot, Lord, but we know that once we pray to you that you are there, oh God, that you go before us in all that we do, that you hear our prayers and supplications, oh God. So all we have to do is give thanks unto you, oh God. And Lord, we thank you for loving us, oh God. 
We thank you for allowing us, oh God, each day, oh God, to come and get it right with you, oh God, that we uh, be helpers one to another, oh God. Lord, that we get an opportunity to turn our hearts toward you, that we can become uh, new, that all things are passed away and behold, we are new in you, oh God, that we can submit and surrender all into you, oh God, and you are just, oh God to cleanse us and purify us, oh God, and make us anew, that we are the clay. You are the potter, oh God, and we thank you. Lord, we thank you, oh God. Lord, we bless your holy name, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord, we bless your holy name. Lord, I ask that you continue, oh God, to lift up this platform, oh God, where we can come and declare victory in every areas of our lives, oh God, that we don't just come just to be coming, that we come, oh God, to to declare victory, to lift you up, to uh, lead with nourishment and sup- and and things that we can have to go out our day and, and think about, oh God, and lift you up and know that your word, oh God, is truth, oh God, and we can take it with us, oh God, and apply it to our lives. Lord, crown our heads with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in all that we do. Don't let us just be hearers of the word, but let us be doers as well. Show us how to apply your word to our lives, O oh God, so we don't have to walk in defeat, O oh God. We are not a defeated fold, O oh God. And Lord, we thank you that we, hallelujah, are strong, that we are more than conquerors, hallelujah, in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you again. I ask that you continue to pour your spirit in us and lead us and guide us in all truth and all righteousness, oh God, that we yield to your spirit, oh God, when we're going to make decisions and say things and uh, just do things out of self, oh God, that we put self aside, oh God, and we seek you and ask you to lead us and guide us, oh God, and we do it, oh God, and we do all that we do, we do it in love, oh God. Help us, oh God. Lord, I just ask that uh, as we begin to come in and do corporate prayer, I ask that you yield to the Lord. First, thanking him because he already has the answer. And when coming in and thanking him, just give him the glory and the honor that is due unto him. So go ahead and take your phones off mute and give him all the praise and thank him for being the creator. And we are the created. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We are allowing us to be new, oh, God. Thank you. 
Amen, amen, and amen again. I think one of the most difficult things that most of us encounter is learning how to be quiet before the Father. It is certainly not the easiest thing to do. And I, I even want to suggest to you outside of the call um, that that is literally all meditation is made up of. Uh, really being quiet, listening to the heart of the Father for your now. Uh, want to remind us really quickly, go ahead and take just a second, check, double check, triple check, and quadruple check. Make sure your line is muted. Please, ma'am. Please, sir. Um, I thank God for just another opportunity to, uh, first and foremost, be connected to some amazing, amazing people. I thank God for each and every one of you, for those of you that have taken the time to jump on the call today with expect, expectation and anticipating that God would empower you with a word. It is, wait while you wait, Wednesday. It's the day we have set aside fasting unto prayer um, for, for meditation and really gleaning from the Father. You, you still need to meet your phone, whoever that is that's moving around. It's time that we spend together collectively, um, again, hoping and uh, hoping against all hope, as my grandmother would say, and also, as the word would say, really expecting there's a lot going on. There are a lot of different uh, external factors and pressures and experiences that we are all facing in this turbulent time. But how many of you know that perspective is everything? Uh, how you glean a thing, how you see a thing, how you position things in your mind will determine a lot of your outcomes and a lot of the, the process um, of going through to get to. And so I pray this morning um, that your heart is yielded, that your mind is set and prepared to push back your plate with an expectation that God would give an answer in this hour, even for your difficult things. Amen. Amen. Um, we have absolutely uh, been dining sufficiently as it relates to this month's theme. There are so many things I know in, in my life personally uh, that the Lord is not only making new, but really, really changing um, some of the constructs that have been illegally erected in my heart, uh, sometimes doctrinally, sometimes positionally, or uh, with regard to my location or uh, my mindset, my mentality concerning a thing. And um, as he is consistently doing that, um, certainly, I want to be able to empower you with that, which I've learned, um, some of the things that I have um, come to understand during my process. And um, more than anything, I know that if we don't do anything else, it's one thing to position your heart, but when your heart and your mind agree, everything changes. 
when, when your heart and your mind operate in tandem, things begin to shift. And, and you guys hear me say quite frequently, um, I've, I've had so many kaleidoscope moments, moments where things that um, I had been taught in times past for me. As we come before the Father, especially in moments of, of prayer and meditation, uh, and he begins to crack open uh, the eyes of your understanding so that places that were filled with darkness or dead works or uh, uh, even as I said before, illegal constructs, you start to shift, not only in your thinking, but in how you live and how you approach the throne of the Father and how that uh, you, you find yourself in positions where your ideas and ideals begin to align with the truth of what the Word of God says about us. That being said, um, this morning, I want to talk about new perspectives, new perspectives, um, and and with a subtitle or a subcaption, I would put in place mind, M-I-N-D, your business, mind your business. There's a t-shirt that's floating around that says, I mind the business that pays me. That That would be an anthem for me. Um, I have a tendency to appreciate. I love introspective perspectives. I love um, reevaluating me, uh, reassessing where I am, because it's the thing that changes how I see things. I love that I am insulated with people who I can ask openly and honestly their thoughts, their ideas, um, their um, even concerning my antics, my behaviors. I love that I have people around me that are honest and true and just. Um, and, and I may not always like what they say, uh, but because I value those relationships, I know that the relationships that I am empowered with were specifically designed for the hour and the times that we are living in where accountability and character um, are, are not only important, but they are paramount in reaching our zenith. So um, I'm gonna do something a little bit different, something that I haven't done in, in a while. I'm gonna read to you all um, somebody still needs to mute their phone. I'm going to read to you all um, a, a research or case study um, concerning the malleable mind as opposed to the fixed mind. Now, uh, contingent upon what era you grew up in, in, in many cases, we are all a culmination of our value systems. Whatever we believe, however we believe, is not sometimes how we operate. It is always how we operate. Um, for many of us, especially for those of us that have been um, 
deprived of true statements uh, and, and the difference between uh, true and accuracy is it is very true that uh, or it is very accurate it, it is it is my reality that once upon a time Josiah was diagnosed with um, brain and spine cancer but the truth is the word of God says that by his stripes uh, my son is healed it is uh, a fact that uh, my middle son was diagnosed with uh, a bipolar disorder but the truth is he was born to crush the head of the enemy now a fixed mindset establishes what is said as clinical fact and makes it the truth but a kingdom mentality understands that oftentimes the truth defies our visual aesthetics, the things that we see, the things that we predicate our now on, the things that we uh, operate from because of the external factors. What you start to learn as you mature in faith, um, but even as you mature, as you start to understand, suffer the little children, come unto me. Uh, unless you be as a child uh, and have childlike faith, there are some things that you may never experience. And it is the difference between a fifth. Yeah, we lost you. I'm sorry, guys. I'm excited. That means that I might say something that's helpful. <laughs> anyway, um, un unless you identify, um, th there is a difference between a malleable and a fixed mindset. And so um, this particular case study says is what we know, um, what we now know is that people regard intelligence either as being fixed, something that is unchangeable and characteristic, or being malleable, something that can be changed. How we view the malleable, the malleability of intelligence matters a great deal in education. Students who believe that intelligence is fixed typically think that needing to expand effort or extend themselves to learn indicates low intelligence. When students with a fixed view of intelligence encounter a concept that they do not immediately and or effort effortlessly understand, they typically believe that they are incapable of mastering it and thus expend less effort to learn. Consider this, um, the effect of the belief in fixed intelligence for on educators is that if intelligence is fixed, it is impractical 
and unproductive to keep trying to educate students when they struggle. Teachers who are unaware of the advances in neuroscience regarding malleability of intelligence often believe that students' intelligence is fixed and or regulated, and thus they view struggle as failure instead of, listen, a critical part of the learning process. Research shows that students can learn more with a persistent effort from those who educate them and indeed from the sheer conviction of adults or uh, your, your influential figures that their capabilities can grow. When students are taught about the malleability of intelligence, they can, some, they can come to see intelligence as increasing with effective effort and hard work. Students who believe that their intelligence can increase typically have more positive attitudes. They have greater enjoyment in academic tasks and stronger learning goals. Consider these characterizations of fixed and growth mindset from Dr. Carol Dweck, a Stanford University professor who has conducted 30 years of research into self-beliefs and mindset. In the fixed mindset, people believe that their talents and abilities are fixed traits, right? They have a certain amount and that's it. Nothing can be done to change it. Many years of research have now shown that when people adopt the fixed mindset, it can limit their success, equating to poverty. They become over-concerned with uh, with proving their talents and abilities, hiding deficiencies, and reacting defensively to mistakes or to setbacks because deficiencies and mistakes imply a permanent lack of talent or ability. People in the mindset will actually pass up important opportunities to learn and to grow if there is a risk connected of unmasking any type of weakness. On the contrary, in the growth mindset, people believe that their talents and abilities can be developed through passion, education, and persistence. We as kingdom believers believe it can be developed through the Holy Spirit. Someone needs to mute your phone. For them, it is not about looking smart or grooming their image. It's about a commitment to learning, to growing, to becoming taking informed risks and learning from the results, surrounding yourself with people, listen, who will challenge you to grow. Look frankly at your deficiencies and seek to remedy them. Most great leaders have had this mindset because building and maintaining excellent organizations in the face of constant change requires malleability. We're talking about new perspectives this morning. One of the things um, and the constricting things um, about being in religious institutions is sometimes it will constrict your ability to operate from a malleable standpoint. It will limit your ability to grasp new ideas because your value system, the core of your belief system, is established and rooted in what you were taught, be it true 
or not, unfortunately, or be it be it uh, the reality, uh, be it the fact uh, that this is what they believe, or and the difference is that the fact that that's what they believe does not make it the truth. I don't care how loud you say it. I don't care how many times you say it in repetition. One thing does not equate to the other. The ability to have flexibility in thinking. Um, uh, one of the things that I believe we know about children, small children, especially in their formative years, uh, between the ages of zero to nine years old, they learn and they grow and they are patterned. I believe that the person that does not experience organized religion uh, is one of the easiest students you will ever come across. Somebody who has had limited comprehension ability is one of the easiest students I've ever mentored. They grow faster because they don't have so much to unlearn. Malleability and perspective comes from the core of who you believe you are in the culture and how it has shaped you religious uh, guys and legalistic thought processes have been set up in our lives in some ways and become um, some of our greatest prisons because we don't understand that the Holy Spirit is not bound to what somebody told us. He is only bound to the heart of the Father for us. And that being said, when you position yourself from a place of humility with expectation that and the Holy Spirit will teach you all things, everything changes. It means that some things begin to get deconstructed in your heart. Some things begin to get capsized in your mind and you start to become aware and awakened to the reality that there is a kingdom system that is designed for you to win. Unfortunately for many people, because of the experiences, life, uh, life expectancy, uh, uh, disappointment, frustration, there are certain things that the enemy will set up as, uh, uh, as prison systems for you. So much so that if you don't have the ability uh, to Focus on what is true, what is lovely, what is perfect, what is pure. You don't ever get to a place where you overcome something that is inaccurate, right? And so let me, let me give you some word. I don't just have a case study. I promise uh, this, this is going to be a teachable moment. And if you follow me, and I'll probably uh, jump around just a little bit because I want you to get this. There, there are things that Holy Spirit would love to teach you. But check this out. You got to be open. There are places that God is going to take you when you come away from the system that you have bound yourself in based on wrong thinking, wrong language, wrong vernacular, wrong perspective, wrong ideology. The word says, in all thy getting, get what? An understanding, right? That wisdom is the principal thing according to Proverbs 4 and 7. It is, it is a season where uh, in this critical hour, 
some of you are designed for, I won't even say some of you, all of us, men are only born for the times and seasons that they are required to be active participants in something major, something catalytic, something that is transformative. I believe because of the nature of how this particular call, this particular training station is set up, this particular uh, particular uh, uh, intercessors boot camp is designed for leaders. I, I know what I'm called to, right? So um, I'm gonna read you a, a couple of things and you, you can take note and write this down. Uh, if, if we go to First Chronicles, the 28th chapter, and I'm going to teach out of the Old Testament. This is David's valedictory address, and I'm, it's going to be a little bit lengthy. But I want to set the stage so that our love, life, and victory discussion um, will help you to and, – and, 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 I'm going, to, I'm going to give you an instruction right here. I want you to hear me. Write down some questions that are substance. And when we get to the love, life, and victory discussion, it's not a testimony time. I want us to ask the necessary questions because your perspective is everything. How you think about a thing, how you see a thing, how you walk into your next is going to determine whether or not you are capable of accomplishing what you were sent for. We are arrows. We are literally on missions. We are soldiers. We have a whole front line, a whole, um, uh, not, not only just a, a, a governmental system, but there is literally, there, some are security guards, some are set specifically to be uh, sergeants and military forces. There are things that we are designed to do, but if we are stuck in little Jojo ain't doing what he's supposed to do, my husband uh, don't make my heart beat fast, uh, I'm trying to figure out, am I going to catch a husband? Uh, if we get caught up in the, the external things that are going on in our lives, we will never be employed uh, and deployed into the places that are longing for us. The word says that the earth is groaning, anticipating you, 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 and you. But if you're out of position, my mother says it like this, the game can't start till everybody is in position. Our perspective is key to being in the proper proximity for the process. So it says, David called together all the leaders of Israel, tribal administrators, heads of, listen, various governmental operations, military commanders, captains, steward in charge of property and livestock belonging to the king and all of his sons. Everyone who held responsibility for positions in the kingdom. Now, I did not just make that up. That is not my idea. That is not my thought. That is not my agenda. That is not my objective. King David stood tall and spoke. Listen to me, my people. I fully intend to build a permanent structure for the chest of the covenant of God, God's footstool. But when I got ready to build it, listen to what happened. God said to me, you may not build the house to honor me. You've done too much fighting, killed too many people. God chose me out of my family to be king over all Israel. First, he chose Judah, which means praise, as the lead tribe. And then he narrowed it down to my family. And the family he picked me from my father's son. 
pleased to make me king over all Israel. And then from all my sons, God gave me many. He chose my son Solomon to sit on the throne of God, of the throne of God's rule over Israel. He went on to say, your son Solomon will build my house. Listen, and my courts. I have chosen him to be a royal adopted son, and I will be to him a father. I will guarantee that his kingdom will last if he, listen, 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 Linda. If he continues to be as strong-minded in doing what I commanded him and carrying out my decisions as he is now doing, which means that he is positioned for obedience, which means that this may not be what you thought, but I need your mind to be malleable, which means that this might change at any time, right? And now in this public place, all Israel looking on and God listening in as God's people obey and study every one of the commandments of your God so that you can make the most of living in this good land and pass it uh, into on to your children, ensuring a good future. So in other words, this is not about anything other than legacy, right? Having a malleable mindset. And if you read anything Old Testament, if you look and this one obeyed me and this one was a nasty heart and this one disobeyed me and this one dishonored me and this one was like his father and he honored the Lord with all of his substance. If you go back and look at the historicity of the text, uh, and historicity of the Old Testament, there were some people that were classified by their ability to be flexible in their mind. And you, Solomon, my son, get to know well your father's God. Serve him with your whole heart. Listen, 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 and an eager mind, right? Uh, uh, only way a mind can be eager if it is sitting expecting the next instruction. For God examines every heart and sees through every motive. So in other words, malleability will give you discernment. It will give you the ability to be able to see the good, the bad, and the indifferent. No matter whether or not you had an expectation of one sort, God will allow you to see clearly through things, above things, around things, the end of a thing, if in fact your heart is properly positioned. Somebody needs to mute their phone. Listen, if you seek him, he'll make sure you find him. He'll leave you, oh, oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you abandon him, he will leave you for good. Look sharp now. God has chosen you to build his holy house. I don't know whether or not y'all know this. But the new perspective would say we're in the process of building something. We're in the process of constructing something that had not once been built. Church is not what it used to be. I assure you, things are very different and we are in a building phase. So knowing that God has chosen you, it says be brave, be determined, and do it. Then David presented his son Solomon with the plans for the temple complex. Now get this. I, I want you to understand that everything, and I don't have time to teach on all of it this morning, but everything has a meaning. You guys hear me talk about the location of prayer. 
Uh, everything has its location, but your perspective has to be malleable. It can't be fixed because sometimes you think it's this and it's really that. Sometimes God will redirect how you are operating in an effort uh, uh with specific instructions on getting you to the next place. But if you are familiar with one and you don't have the courage to move, you will miss the entire location based upon your poor thinking, stinking thinking, right? Your poor ideologies, your poor theologies, your poor understandings that have nothing to do with what this word says. And this is Old Testament. I'm not even in the New Testament. This right here is super clear, right? So it says, Solomon, uh, then David presented his son Solomon with the temple plan for the complex, the porch, the storerooms, the meeting rooms, the place for atoning sacrifices. He turned over the plans for everything that God's, listen, that God's spirit had brought to his what? To his mind, right? So that means those moments where you hear that still small voice and you and you're like, am I tripping? Am I crying? I remember I used to always be like, hey, Tan, you think I'm tripping? She'd be like, I don't know. Well, let's pray. Let's see. Let's fast. Let's worship. Let's something so that we know that we're not making, I don't want to make nothing up. I don't want to lie on God. I'm not interested in any of that. And so then it says the design for the courtyard and the arrangement of the rooms and the closets for storing all the holy things. Get this, in, in, in kingdomdom, our closets aren't to hide things. In kingdomdom, our, our closets are to store holy things. That means, hallelujah, that means that those, those things, those bones we'd be worried about falling out of our, our uh, scandal closets, we trade those in. We exchange those for making our closet prepared. That means that we empty ourselves. That means our mindset has to change. The things that are in our minds that are clogging our thought process, we ask God to eradicate and replace it with a holy fragrance, a holy idea, a holy concept. We can go before God with clean hands. There's nothing like being able to stand before the throne, having emptied out all your junk. You're no longer dealing with guilt and shame and fear because there's nothing left in your closet except for the space for the holy things. He gave his plans for organizing, listen, the Levites, which is what we are, what we're called to be, and the priests to their work of leading and ordering worship in the house of God and for caring for the liturgical furnishings, right? So that means those things, those items, those specific things that are consecrated for a holy season, right? He provides exact specifications for how much gold and silver was needed for each article used in the service of worship. The gold and the silver lampstands, the gold tables for consecrated bread, the silver tablets, the gold forks, the bowls and the jars. And you may think all of this is insignificant, but what it says is everything has a place. And what it further says is that when Holy Spirit is taking you to a different location, he gives you direction and how to put a thing, where a thing goes. When things are out of order, he teaches you to shift them. But if your mind is fixed and you're not minding your business, worrying about everybody else's business, 
business and what somebody else said and what somebody else taught you as opposed to what the word of God says for your now, right? It says the bowls and the jars and the incense altar. And he gave him a plan for sculpting the cherubims and their wings outstretched over the chest of the covenant of God and the cherubim throne. Here are the blueprints for the whole project as God gave me to understand it, David says. Uh, We're almost done. David continued to address Solomon, take charge, take heart. Don't be anxious. Don't get discouraged. God, my God, is with you in this. He won't walk off and leave you in the lurch. He's at your side every last detail uh, until every last detail is completed for conducting the worship of God. You have all the priests and the Levites standing ready to pitch in and the skillful craftsmen and the artisan of every kind ready to go to work. Both leaders and people are ready. Just say the word. What you also gather in even reading that text, and I read it in its entirety because I wanted to paint a picture for you. I wanted you to, in your sanctified imagination, see the difference between the, the religiosity and tradition that we are steeped in as opposed to the reality that God, for real, gives us direction. He seriously, he will tell you things out of the clear blue sky, but you've got to be open. You've got to be ready to move. And it's, it's not so much just about the doctrinal things. It's about the posture of our hearts. It's about the flexibility of how we process our information. And when we can uh, allow new ideas, new constructs, new shifting, new changes to come and to be manifested in our lives, Everything changes, right? Everything changes. It means that um, it is imperative that we know what our posture is. It is extremely important that we know what our role and responsibility is concerning the kingdom. It is um, super duper uh, pertinent and poignant in this hour that we understand where we are in our hearts, where we are in our thought process, and then our mind and our heart begin to cooperate with the plans of God when we are not fighting against what we think we see, what we think we understand. It eliminates disappointment when we just listen to what the Holy Spirit says because he will even give you what to think. You don't have to build anything on your own. He will give you the now, the why. All you have to do every single day, right, is pick up one foot and put it in front of the other. I don't think anybody on the planet uh, knows an exact way to do a thing. I, I, I just don't. They may profess to, but at the end of the day, I believe all of our relationships are interpersonal. Um, They are based on the amount of time that you spend with the Father. They are based upon um, your hunger, your level of seeking, your level of searching. We all have, uh, as I said last week, a shall, and he shall perform it. He who began a great work in you shall perform it unto the day of Christ Jesus. But we have to open to what shall entails. Sometimes it does not look like what we thought it should. 
Sometimes it doesn't feel like what we thought it should. Sometimes it absolutely defies what your expectation would have hoped for, what your imagination could have fathomed because we think too low. We think too small. We don't understand that on a regular basis, we have the ability to approach the throne of grace with boldness, right? We, we don't always, I remember once upon a time when my, uh, when my heart started to be sifted and shifted and changed, I remember I used to always uh, spend a whole bunch of time repenting. <laughs> and not that repenting is not necessary. It absolutely is. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, not church. Um, when, when I started to really go into learning who God is, the word says no man can know him, but, but I, I wanted to. When I started seeking with diligence, his heart and not his hand. After I do a whole bunch of repenting, um, I'd say, you know, Lord, give me what to say. I don't even know what to say to you. I don't even know how to approach you. But then I started to think, and, and for those of us that have lived a life without a biological father, if you've never been malleable in your thinking enough for God to send you a surrogate, because he will, if you let him. When God sent me my surrogate, it was in the most um, my, my most eager time of living, he sent me a man that literally hand fed me the word. I don't know whether or not you guys know that, but this every day is you are getting hand fed the word of God, right? And though it's different voices and different sounds, God will even do as much as send you a physical person to make up for that which you missed, that which you lost. He didn't just do that with me for my dad. But he also gave me some really amazing women um, to pour into me, to help shape my character and help me to change my perspective of, of a maternal bond and what that looks like. And it really helped to reestablish and to redefine the relationship that I now have with my mother. We had many difficult years. Today, not so much, right, because my heart was malleable enough to change to reposition. I started dealing with the things uh, that were in my closet, preparing it for the holy things instead it's of the hiding things. Well, if I don't do this, I'm going to do that. If I mute, mute your phone. Amen. Um, there, there are so many things that God wants to get to you. Right? There, there are so many things that God wants to place in your, your heart and in your head so that they can collectively cooperate to build whatever it is that you are responsible for constructing, right? There are things that, that God would get to you if you open up the heart of who you are to something greater, to something different, to something stronger, to something better, to something that will benefit not just you, but any and everything you're connected to. It is a decision like anything else. It is our responsibility, right, to open up. You hear me? To open up. Open up and allow God to change your thinking. Allow Holy Spirit to lead your thinking, to drive 
like having this GPS system. And if you notice, David said, as God has given me, as I heard God say, that means that in some form, shape, or fashion, God will speak to your heart specifically. And he'll begin to help you to change many things. Right? But you have to be open to it. So I'm not going to beat a dead horse because what I want to do is I want to take a little bit more time with our love, life, and victory discussion um, to answer questions. Amen? Amen. Um, All right. So that being said, God bless you. I pray that something I said inspired you, encouraged you, restructured something in your thought process of minding your business. Right, you got to, man, listen, 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 right up and through here. This is a whole, we are in a whole different era. And I'm knowing um, next month is on the Hebrew calendar, this is, uh, next month is what is called Rosh Hashanah. Right, it, it is new constructs, new building, new birthing. And, you know, as we anticipate even um, the journal being um, published, I'm, I'm so excited because I know that things are being birthed in the spirit. So let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about new mindsets. Somebody may have called. You joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning. What's going on? Good, good morning. morning. It's pretty Patrice. Hey, pretty. Good morning. Praise God. Good morning, Leon. It's Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. I heard three other people. Rita, praise hey, God. Rita. Who else? Good morning. Uh, I heard shuffling. I heard good morning, but I didn't hear anything else. Carla. Hey, Carla, girl. Good morning. It's Kenya. Morning. Hey, Kenya, good morning. Good morning. It's Tara. Hey, Tara, good morning. Good morning. It's Moxie. Hey, hey. Amen. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning. It's Monica. Hey, Monica. Great morning. Good morning. Good morning, Patsy. Hey, Patsy. Good morning. Who else was that? I heard. Uh, yes. Good morning. It's Minister Anthony Allen. Hey, good morning, Minister Anthony Allen. Praise God for you this morning. Welcome. God bless you. Enjoy. Thank you. Amen. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Great declaration. Hey, God bless you. Amen. God bless you all. <laughs> Love you. Love you more. Anybody good else? morning, good morning. Yeah, good morning. It's persistent, Priscilla. Why am I the only one that it feels like my brain's been shuffled and I'm mad at you? <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I, I love it when people are mad at me. That's my favorite. That's good. That? <laughs> then shuffle on. I, I want you to be so mad at me that you go home and try to disqualify everything I said. How about that? <laughs> That part. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm in one of the modes. I, I didn't have to fight real hard for the last few weeks. It's whatever. 
Y'all know I'm I'm a little bit glitter, a little bit goon. So, Amen. Oh, praise, praise God. Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, it's Natasha. Hey, girl. <laughs> good morning, Pastor. Good morning, family. It's magnificent. Awesome job. Hey, magnificent. Great morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wednesday. God bless. Hey, God bless, Barb. And who else was that? Christina. Good morning. Hey. Hey, Nina. Good morning. And Lavina. Hey, Good morning. Good morning, Leomia. Thank you for that great decoration. Great morning, Leomia, our matriarch. Good morning to you. Good morning, it's Glorious. Love you. Hey, Glorious. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> hey, good church morning. mother. Hey. That was some steak and potatoes. Hallelujah. Mother to Jesus. Listen. <laughs> Ooh, that was some grown up stuff. And good mm-hmm. morning, Mother Leomia, with your tongue talking, bilingual. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Honey, where are all the men at? Everybody everybody quiet outside? I ain't no man, but I'm on the line. This is Demetriana. Oh, hey, girl. Uh, fire, girl. Fire. Me. I, I am a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you are. That's what I, that's what I said. I said outside of. Where are all the rest of the men at? That's what I said. Just the rest of them. There are more. Just folks at work. Oh, okay. That's brother said is a day. Hey, brother said. Oh, that's what I needed. Some testosterone in this thing. Hey, man. Hey, brother said. Thank you. Right. <laughs> hey, man. Good morning. Hey, God bless you all this morning. Hey, Brother Jeff, good morning. Great morning. God morning. Good to hear your voice this morning. Hey, D. Sheila, I just, um, that pointer stick and them glasses sitting on the rim of your nose. Uh, accountability. You already know they sitting on the rim of their nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> accountability it is. <laughs> love hey, you. man. Hey, man, I love you more, sis. Anybody else before we have the Love, Life, and Victory discussion? Good morning. This is Dan. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, (laughs) Darling, please give me the um, First Chronicles, or should I go back into 28? First First Chronicle 28. Read the uh, chapter in its entirety. You can actually go back to 27 and go up through like 30, 31. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Toyer. Hey, good morning. My name is Toyer. I'm Toyer, T-O-Y-E-R. I'm new to the line, but I'm so happy that I joined. Um, The word is always on time. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, Toyer. It's a pleasure to have you. Who invited you? Bet. So I've been getting on the line silently for about a month now. I did say something <laughs> one time, but um, mm-hmm. I just listen, and my spirit always touches and agrees. My spirit is always unctioning me to say something, and I'm silent because <laughs> I'm new. But 
um, it's always on time. And I love the fact that I'm a part of a congregation and everything that I hear on this line, we are on the court with. So I love it when I see God being on the court with the different churches, amen, that we're not separated like like the tribes got separated. We we own the court, and that's what we got to be in this day and time, in this season, amen. Amen. Well, welcome, and, and we thank you so much for joining us. There are, there are lots of silent listeners. We love y'all, too, and y'all family. You can talk as, as much as you want to. Um, Minister Allen, who invited you to the call? Well, you know, um, I think what happened was I was going through my phone. I saw the number, uh, and I was on it some time back, uh, mm-hmm. but it's been a while because I have over 2,300 people on my phone now. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, I, I love the word, and God has given me a gift of acronyms and quotes to explain the word to people on the street. And um, it's just like a, you know, something that really stuck with me. One of the first things that God showed me was to spell the word world, and I spelt it. I was studying, and, I, and then He says, "Now I need you to take the L out of world. What do you have in His word?" And he said, when you take the L out, you're taking the lie out of you. You're taking the lust out of you, but you're taking your life back by depending on my word. Only then can you love like I love. And I've torn up Bibles and dictionaries studying because we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. Amen. I agree. I agree. A hundred and ten percent. And uh, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, I appreciate you joining the call this morning and look forward to hearing more from you as time goes on. Is there yes, anyone ma'am. that has a question, a comment, commentary concerning today's share? I'm going to jump yes, in real I do. quick. Um, Hold on one second. V, and then who else did I hear? That was me, Dan. Dan. Okay, so go in that order, Lavina, and then go ahead, Danielle. This is what jumped out at me, and I wrote it down. There are places that God will take you when you come to yourself and believe Him. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Going on mute. Facts. Absolute facts. No, no question. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Go ahead, Dan. I I just like how um pardon me, you know, I never speak. Uh, mindsets go along with how we feed our body. And so fasting and mindsets go hand in hand. And uh the better we feed our bodies, the better clarity we get in our mind and so I just I really love the fact that your word came on fasting day because um, it's important it goes hand in hand if you're aching in your body and your mind look at what we're putting in our bodies you know Mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to add that for the actual quote-unquote food for thought that we really yeah. need to pay attention to what we do put in our body because it mm-hmm. does have a, a, a strong, strong hold on our mind. That's all I yes. want to say. That's, that's an absolute fact. There is a direct correlation 
no doubt, between what we eat naturally, spiritually, physically. Um, yeah. Yeah, all, all of Absolutely. that. Yeah. Love Anybody you. else Thank have you. anything? I love you too, babe. Thank you for sharing. Hey, Dion. Hey, go ahead, Christina. Okay, so you said, this is just, I just wanted you to um, uh, take on this part a little bit more. You talked about how religion can cause a fixed mindset. Yes. So how, what would you say to those people who have been in religion so long and they're trying to get to a closer relationship with God, but that requires um, having a kingdom mentality? How do they detox themselves from a religious mindset? Um, first and foremost, you got to realize you have one before you can ever change it. When God wants to change anything in your thinking, he sends you a person every single time. There, and, and, and don't get me wrong, he can speak to you by himself. But when he wants to change you, he sends you people. Now, whether or not you are open to people, and the paradigm shift connected to them is a decision. Everything in life is a decision. Amen. Everything, everything, and I'm going to say it again, everything in life is a decision. Being stuck is a choice. Being steeped in legalistic thought processes and religious guides and traditions is a decision, right? When you want out and God knows that that's in your heart, he always, he gives us the desires of our hearts so that he can meet them, right? And so that being said, it means that if you are not moving out of religion, tradition, legalism, and religiosity, it's because you are so comfortable there and you refuse to change. It means that you reject the people that God sends to help you out in an effort to maintain what the core value system is. Even Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my father? Who is my brother? Right? He began to be connected to things that not only affirmed and not that he needed affirmation because he was already affirmed by the father, but he spent his time with people who understood that they had to change their perspective and their view in an effort to travel with him. Spend time with people who will um, not only keep you accountable, but who ain't always telling you you're retarded. Spend time with people who ask good questions. I love people that ask good questions, that challenge my thinking, that challenge my perspective. Anybody else have anything, a question, comment, commentary concerning today's share? I do. This is Cynthia. Hi, babe. Hi. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go too far because you just uh, just said when God sends you somebody, he wants you to change. And uh, even I'm on Declare Victory, and um, I, I speak sometimes, but I've been a little quiet because I've been learning to listen because um, he sent Sister Lisa, Sister Lisa Porter, and he uses you too. Um, to um, talk to me and to um, speak into my life. Um, and I know he chose me out of everybody in my family. And I'm learning to 
I wrote things down that you said, God, there's so much he wants um, to do for us. He wants us to help us. He wants us to change our thinking. And I'm learning to change my thinking. And like you said, um, the, the word retarded, you know, being in special class, I'm learning to think different, you know, because mm-hmm. people have put stuff in, in me. And um, Lisa, she it, she she encouraged me a lot. She said I'm smart um, because stuff that used to come at me, negative and stuff like that. So my change in thinking is so totally different. And it's like I want so much of God, but I have to let him, like you said, he's going to do it for you. you. just, I just have to keep praying. I just have to keep staying in my word, and I have to let him talk. I can't do it, but he has to do it. And I don't um, – and that's, you know, I have a lot that I wrote down, but I don't need to say it all. But you said the magic word, when God sends you somebody, he wants you to change. And that's exactly what he's doing. It's just I have to be, <clears throat> um, sit still, and I have to let him do the work and just stay in my word. Like I said, to study, to show thyself approved, um, and to not Come be on, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come on, baby. Yes, we don't want us to be ignorant of his word. And ignorant is not a bad thing. It's not knowing. And I know that. Exactly. And, um, but I'm learning. I'm learning. (laughs) You are, you are. And I'm so proud of you. You are brilliant. You are intelligent. You are absolutely wonderful. And you got facts, baby. Come on here and teach this morning. I love it. You better grow. You better grow. You better grow. Ha, and glory to God. Wonderful sound, wonderful sound this morning. I hear you. Thank I you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Anybody I, else? I just want to comment on Cynthia and Krishanda. Oh, your voice is so precious. So glad to hear you. So glad that you pressed in. Um, yeah, that you didn't turn away, that you pressed in. Um, your sound is so precious. God bless you, sister. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, she is. That does y'all hear that? Y'all hear that confidence? I'm hearing so much confidence in her voice from, yes. from the start. Don't you, I mean it was beautiful. I, I just had to say that. And also, you guys, I know y'all know Wednesday's mini line is always rushing, but that was such an awesome declaration. Um, oh God, Dion, that was so awesome. But for me, it, was, it just once again re um, initiated what you have um, being pointed as I may say, hands feed me air mm-hmm. Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Amen. I can have it every Monday through Saturday. Now Monday through Friday. You know, but <laughs> you know that is such a blessing to have. You know, and it do changes you. Ever since I began here, it definitely um, has changed me. You know, and it's continuing to. But even in the, um, what you were saying, the declaration is just so true. The let the my perception constantly, you know, getting changed through the, through, through him, but really just letting go and listening. You know, and stop um, allowing these distractions because that's exactly what they are. You know, to um, interfere because it just that's exactly what it be doing for me. But Yvonne, I want to say something to you before we go. <laughs> you too. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, definitely. My 
<laughs> you need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, so we man. All, we all need our be here for it. But just even the women that, like, everything you said was just, like, right on point for me. And the women that have been uh, poured into my life, that I have met here on Declare Victory, that definitely um, helped me. I call, Of course, we call us ourselves our tribe. And I'm just blessed. I just need to reach out more to them during this time. And that's why I feel my lacking is, you know, when you're going through stuff, stop just keeping it in their head. You know, you know, even though, like, y'all be still in my heart and my head of uh, reminding me, you know, of who, you know, what, what have been, you know, taught and, and who, who we are and all that. But it's also good to call. And I feel that's what my lacking is. Call. Like, what are you doing? And it's just this negative thing I feel that uh, blocks me of not being, you know, that friendship. You know, I want to be a good friend, but it's like, what are you doing? You know, you got to do it. It's not just, um, you know, one-sided. I, and I be feeling like everybody pouring to me, and I just want to be that friend too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But I love every one of you guys. Love yeah. you. I, I <laughs> We love you too, baby girl. <laughs> hey, Dion, I have a rhetorical question. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. I have a rhetorical question, and that is, um, and Cynthia made me think about it. I'm sorry I'm out of breath because you know what I'm doing. But um, mm-hmm. the, the question is, how many of you have heard a tree grow? How, how many mm-hmm. of you have heard mm-hmm. your children grow, even mm-hmm. when they were infants? Did you hear them growing? No, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give you the answer. It's an open book mm-hmm. exam. No, you saw the growth. Mm-hmm. And for that infant, if they did not achieve certain stages, right, you, again, you can't hear them growing, but if they didn't achieve certain stages, you would begin to ask questions, whether it was to somebody, you know, a caregiver, a mom, even the doctor. You, you would ask mm-hmm. questions because you didn't want the growth to be retarded. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes we use that word in a very negative way, but retarded growth just means that it's arrested. It's stopped. It, it, uh, <laughs> it's stopped. So, Cynthia, we, it's not necessary for people to hear you grow because things grow in silence. And it's good that you are you're learning balance by keeping the silence. Uh, notice I said balance because we can be always silent or always talkative, but we got to learn the balance. And so I hear the, I hear, <laughs> that's funny. I'm, I'm contradicting mm-hmm. myself almost, but through my spiritual eyes, I can see the growth. Um, I, I, I can feel the growth. There is a sound to it. And I know it sounds oxymoronic, but it's not. You understood what I meant about the tree. You understood what I meant about the child. Here's the last thing about um, being hand-fed. Way back in the day, <laughs> when we weren't worried about COVID and all this other kind of stuff, old school, we didn't have the fancy equipment to um, puree our children's food. So, and, you know, when I came over to my mom's house and we were having uh, you know, beans and rice or whatever we were having, uh, I would, it sounds gross, but that's what we did and my kids are healthy. Uh, I would chew up, I would chew up enough for them to be at the food 
enough for them to be able to uh, swallow it and digest it, and I would hand feed them. But when they got mm -hmm. old enough to be able to chew up, they had enough teeth, and we taught them, chew, your, chew it, don't eat so fast, chew it so you, so you won't get a tummy ache, right? So we cannot expect that after seven years, if I had a child that was seven years old and I was still hand feeding them, that would be a problem. Mm -hmm. Dion would ask me, what in the world is wrong with me? You get my point? Mm -hmm. So at some point, at some point, it's a part of the growth and development process. At some point, spiritually, yes, naturally, because you can see that, but spiritually, at some point, you begin to start feeding yourself and not drinking milk all the time. Okay. Right. Right. So many times, yeah, I heard it. This is Kind right. Kim. Hey, hi, Kind Kim. Hi, I just want to say um, thank you so much for your declaration, and it just kind of brought back full circle for me. Um, our entire word for the month, which is new, um, like you said, we kind of have to renew our minds. We have to be willing to learn some things as well as unlearn some things, and I think that God is definitely working on me with that, um, just coming up, kind of being set in my ways. Um, you know, being guarded at times, um, putting up barriers because, you know, that's kind of what I'm used to doing, um, just to protect myself in different situations. Um, but God is really allowing me, especially through the declare victory line, um, to know that, you know, it's all about him. And sometimes he will place garments on me and also require that they be removed at different times. Um, I truly mm -hmm. just thank God for you guys. I thank God for my willingness and desire um, to be resilient in Christ. And um, Cynthia is my best friend. Um, I met her several years ago, and her vulnerable spirit was what drew me to her, just the sweetest soul. I mean, that woman chases, <laughs> she chases the Lord like nobody I've ever seen before. I mean, everything that she does, she really wants to know if God is pleased with it. Um, and she's actually the person that referred me to the Declare Victory line. And I mentioned that because you said, you know, God will send you people. And he used her to bring me to this line. She actually has, has talked about you guys for um, a long time now. And it was my desire to get on the line. And she just kept saying, hey, you know, have you called that number? Have you? And I said, no, you know, just kind of brushed it off. And I just know now that was the enemy because, I have been so fulfilled. Um, I've only been on about six weeks, but it's, it feels like it's been a lifetime. I mean, I've gotten so much <laughs> of that spiritual food that God desired for me. And he's already renewed my mind just through the word that each of you individuals bring. And so I just want to thank my entire Declare Victory family. I want to thank my best friend, Cynthia. Um, just for all that you to do every morning. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's six in the morning. I'm tired. But it's like, as soon as I hit that prayer line button, it's like, I'm up. My eyes are open. I'm trying to find that quiet space. You know, despite that I have to mute, I still want to make sure that there's no outside distractions. You know, the phone, the dog, the kids, whatever. Um, I just mm -hmm. truly look for um, every word that comes out of your mouth. I know that you guys are um, from the most high, like his divine purpose is right here on the line of declare victory. And I just thank you mm -hmm. for that this morning. 
Amen. 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 Glad to have you. You better disciple Cynthia. <laughs> Very good, kind Kim. Glad to hear your sound this morning. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. This is Leomi again. I um I just wanna say I appreciate the clergy. I appreciate you and um She'll have to forgive me. The one that uh, Tanya, not Tanya, Tanya, not Tanya. Tanya, yes, ma'am. That's me all day long. Okay. I I want to especially appreciate you guys. Um, there was a time that I would not open my mouth, and I don't do a good job at it now. But I just thank you and praise you. I praise God for you, how you let God use you, and how you're so obedient to him. And Cynthia, if you're still on this line, and yeah, I'm, mother, gonna I'm, here. Little, I'm going to call you little girl, but I don't mean no disrespect behind it. You inspire me so much. <laughs> I listen to you. First, whenever I first, the first time I heard you, I was listening to you when you're not, when you were not talking like you're talking now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just want to thank God for you too, baby. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you to keep on. You keep mm-hmm. on. Don't get off this mm-hmm. line, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. You keep on and keep on trusting and believing in God. And I just thank God for all of you, everyone. Thank you, mother. Of you. And that's mm-hmm. it. Amen. See that that's what I'm talking about right there. See that that's what helps even uh, a what was once fixed mindset start to be restructured. You understand? We need each other, right? It is it is imperative that we pour into one another and encourage one another and motivate one another to keep going. This is not this is not a fight that you can just win on your own. It is very necessary to have people <clears throat> that will uh, push you into your purpose and to your destiny. Thank you for sharing that, Mother. Um, we appreciate it. And yes, ma'am, she has grown. So fast, that's what hand feeding will do. That's what relationship will do. That's what patience will do. Let patience have its perfect work in you. Amen? Amen. I believe somebody else was about to share um, right before Mother Leomia got to uh, speak. Who was that? Deanna's Kenya. Hey. Oh, Kenya. Um, Hey, baby. Hey. I have the tendency to doubt myself, and I'm just, you said you got to be open. And I know that being on the line and, you know, trying to read the Bible is being open, but sometimes I'm just doubting if I'm truly open. How do you really open yourself up? So there are a couple of things. There is a place, and, and, and you're approaching it, there is a place of desperation that you get to that nothing will kill the craving but the truth of God's word and true communion. When all else fails, this is my remedy. He said, and we send Judah first. 
Remember I read that in, in First Chronicles, the 28th chapter? The first tribe that was sent was praise. Right? And so a lot of times, especially when you are, because the battle is always in our mind. The battle is always in our thought process. The external accoutrements, the external things, they have some bearing. But I promise you, the greatest battle is in our head, right? So the word says, casting down every false imagination, anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. So I have arguments in my head all the time where the enemy will tell me I'm useless, I'm worthless, what are you here for? You should just die. Just forget it. And, and this is me. I teach and I train on a consistent base. But the part I need you to get is that in real life, I have to fight just like you do. I have to fight and war just like you do. It doesn't matter how many people that God has allowed me to disciple or teach or train or launch or birth out, none of that. But at the end of the day, you have to use your words to change your momentum. It's a matter of opening your mouth and tell, I don't care what the facts are, you have to tell the enemy the truth. That's the the only way to fight, Kenya. And when you feel like you are absolutely losing it, that's why you got people. Tap into your people. And you're allowed to vent. You just ain't allowed to stay there. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's impossible to praise and have a pity party simultaneously. They don't. It doesn't work. <laughs> they don't go together. They they can't live in the same atmosphere. Period. Yeah, they they can't live in the same place, babe. So just man, praise your way out. Okay. Anybody else? Um, Pastor Dion, I I just wanted to piggyback on. Okay, um, hold on two hold on two seconds, Cynthia, because I heard somebody else trying to chime in. Let me find out who that was, and then you go. Who was that? It was Shell. It was it was persistent. Okay, okay so it'll it'll be Cynthia, per, uh, persistent, and then Shell. Okay, go in that order. Go ahead. How you said um, we're here to help each other. I just wanted sure. to Kendra. What my uh, what um, Lisa is teaching me is when when the enemy comes against us, we sub, we we supposed to cast all that out, cast all that care, cast it all out. You know, you know, um, read your word. I forgot the scripture where you cast all your all the cares on, mm-hmm. give it all to God. For he give it all for to you. God. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta um you know give it all to God because He's here to um. He's here to kill, steal, and destroy, but God gives us life, and he gives us life more abundantly. So we just have to say, <laughs> Jesus, you, you got to call upon Jesus. And I know it's hard, you know, because sometimes I'll go through those stages and stuff. But one thing Lisa tells me is when I'm going through something, to let her know. But she also told me I'm, she's not God. So sometimes mm-hmm. if I call too much, Cynthia, I'm not God. You got you to gotta trust in God. You got to call upon God. So Kendra, mm-hmm. as my as you being my sister in Christ, we have to call upon Jesus. And as you call upon Jesus, the enemy trims. He's gonna be scared. 
you know, that name Jesus, it's, it's going to do something inside. He's, he's going to make a change in the inside, Kendra. So if you, uh, you know, I, I don't even say so much, but I'm here if you need me to, if you just need to call, if you need to vent, because sometimes people just need to vent and get it out. And once you get it out, you feel much better. You uh, feel much better. And um, another thing, the last thing I want to say, because I got to go to work, is when we when we were talking about um, the different things that happen in our life, and when I uh, literally gave it up to different abuse and stuff like that, when I gave it up to God, at least to show me how to do it and how to cast it all on him, when I gave it up to God, it doesn't even bother me no more. I don't even think about the abuse anymore. It's, it's, I, I never said it was mine, but I don't even think about it. It doesn't even come to my remembrance. It doesn't even come to my mind. The things that happened to me, it's like totally gone. And th- that yes. was a testimony that I wanted to tell you guys. And I'm off the phone. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys. Come on, Cynthia. Hey, man, persistent. Go ahead, babe. That was really good, Cynthia, for so many reasons. That was really, really, really good. <laughs> um, so I love you guys. I just want to say that. And and the new people uh, that God is bringing in my life has been declared victory. And for me to, as as uh, um, one, I can't think of her name now, but one of the sisters says, get on in there. You know, I'm one that listens a lot and doesn't have a lot to say because I'm taking it in, but I'm trying to get it all, and I'm studying a lot. And I don't, you know, this morning I heard everyone say, oh, thank you so much. That was really good. That was really good. And I'm sitting over here frustrated, and I'm like, you know, I'm mad. I'm like, why? I want to have a malleable mind, but I don't know if it's malleable in everything, Lord Jesus. And I'm struggling in, in, in relationships that I'm seeing, old relationships, family relationships, yeah, it bothers me because I want to understand um, the, the, uh, my actions and, and, and what's going on with me, the growth. And I get it, but there's a lot of things I don't get, and I know it's a process. But my question I have for you, Dion, you've answered a lot of them this morning by me listening. Why does your spirit get mad? Why do you get frustrated when you know you're hearing the truth? You know you're not going anywhere. You know you're going to stay there. And, and, you, and, you, and you've always said you've got to learn how to walk this thing out. You've got to learn how to live it. And that's where I am right now. This is who I am. This is what I know I am and what I'm called for um, for such a time as this. I know that all about it. But it's like I'm relearning so much and walking it out because now it's coming out of me like a fire hose. Things will come out of me, and I'm like, I didn't mean to say that, but it was the truth. It was God's word. But I know the people that I'm saying it to can't handle it. And that oh, that relationship gone, that one's now a challenge. Okay, so all of that, and that's why I got, when you said what you said, I just got this word made me, and I've never had that kind of reaction. It just made me, like it scrambled my brain. And it just made me mad. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm trying to get this. Why does that happen? Well, you, 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 want, a, you want a nice, you want the truth, or you want me to Give it to me. It give truth. it to me. I want the truth. Give it, I'm a straight shooter. Give it to me the way you got to give it to me. <laughs> well, you got you to keep in mind, we are spirit. So some things 
build up residency. A lot of times, anything that opposes what the truth is for your life and, and rejects it is usually spiritual, something spiritual. Um, and, and rain, shine, sleep, or snow, um, you probably need deliverance in a specific area. You have to identify what part, what word triggered your anger. If you go back and listen to the replay and you will feel that same spirit rising up in you that is angry about the truth, you need some deliverance right there. Hmm. For real. And it, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and, and I assure you, if we stuck on that particular thing, the thing that, that angered you, that rose up in you, I'm pretty sure some deliverance would happen. You would probably experience a little coughing, maybe a little burp, a gas pass, or some tears, whatever it is. Um, and, and one of the things, a, a lot of believers don't believe in deliverance. They think that once you accept Christ, it's a wrap. No, that's a lie. That ain't, that's not the truth. Or Jesus wouldn't have got here and casted out demons everywhere he went. Right? And I'm not saying you are possessed of a demon. I'm not, I'm not saying that. However, what I am saying is there is a spirit in you. There is something that has built residency. And I, I just know because it's happened to me. Right? I only talk about things that I've experienced. So for a legalistic or a religious person or somebody that's super traditional, they may, I don't take all of that. All right, you stay bound. Help yourself. However, if freedom is available, I want that. Everything in life is a decision. Your liberty is predicated on your ability to light up every dark place. The, uh, uh, Psalms 119, 130 says, the entrance of your word gives light and adds understanding. So what happened is, Something that's in our heart that's dark, the word illuminates that and changes its truth. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes it makes sense. I do. Yeah, it makes sense. And I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that. That's interesting that you would say that. I wouldn't have thought that at all. And I mm-hmm. now my mind's going back to thinking what could it have been? Um, because it really was nothing other than yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to go, go back, back and, and listen. listen to the tape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you find it, if you won't, call me. Let's let's work through it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Amen. Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, um, <clears throat> don't mean to keep pointing at Cynthia, but um, Cynthia, today, her testimony is a picture of expectation, your declaration. Um, and just, you know, listening to her from the beginning and even for myself, um, the expectation and the, the press to get on the line to expect and to um, want to be able to be healed in areas. Um, my thing was when I um, understood that it's a not, you know, we always say, I know it's a process. I know it's a process. No, we when we say we know it's a process, we're just willing to be able to just know it and not willing to change. But when we receive it as understanding, then we're willing to walk in it and allow it to be process to progress, knowing what um, the Lord says about us and getting an understanding of who he is and allowing the process to go forward. That that was just amazing how, you know, Cynthia, and just talking to her every you know, now and then and how, you know, the questions and like, I just can't get past it. 
but you can, because if we yield to the word and understand that we all have to start somewhere and there's a process, everything changes, just like you said. And if you don't change, nothing changes. Um, and I also wanted to um, share the the scriptures, First Peter 5 and 7, which you talked about, um, cast all your anxiety, your cares on him because he cares for you. And also Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing with everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. The thanksgiving is knowing that he's going to do um, what you're asking him to do or give you understanding of what you need to do. So um, it just, it all works together once we get an understanding and and um, be accountable for what we're here for, the healing, the processing, growing, and maturing in the word. So love you, sis. Thank you. Very good, Rochelle. Very, you, very, Leon. very good. Thank you for sharing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I heard two people. You heard Sharon, me. I heard this you, can, but I heard but somebody I, I, else. I can go last. I can go. Who else was that? Who else was I that? Said, you can go ahead. And I, said, thank, I said thank you, Rochelle. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead, Tim. Can, can we, so subject change slightly. If we, I want to talk about the closet that you mentioned. Um, and how there are items that are stored there for for us to be able to use and how that we um how we think about so can we talk about that a little bit more can we can you unpack that a little bit more I say it again of, this. i'm sorry deontay oh, was speaking to, uh, deontay and i were oh, talking Go, say it again you you mentioned the closet um and mm-hmm. how it is i don't i can't remember the exact verbiage but what i, I, what I got what from it is that yeah that it is a storage of things that we we need or what have you and um if you could par- i don't know if you can but if you could parallel it to your closet and how you know you're a little bit off track i don't know that might be a little bit too personal if it is that's fine but just if you could talk about our absolutely closet no and, i can yeah. i can absolutely parallel it yeah because it makes sense so so i always i tell anybody that's close to me knows this if my closet, my literal physical closet, is out of whack, so am I, right? So I'm, I'm, I like order. I like structure. I like things to be in their set place. Um, when, when I am disheveled in my thought process, my closet is a reflection of it. So I tell my friends that will visit my house every now and then to check my closet out you ain't got to tell me you're checking it out, but I need you to check my closet out so you can keep me accountable to what's what, right? So so you can tell me I'm out of whack. Y'all, excuse me one second. I'm running Deontay to, to his job. Amen. Um, so sorry, I had to let my phone connect to the Bluetooth. When I... When, when I notice my closet is out of whack, it's really important for me to clean it out. Um, and not just the physical closet, but it means that I need to do some work in my head. I need to do some work in my heart. I need to do some work in my understanding in an effort to get things back in alignment. So for most of us, whether or not we admit it, there are things in our lives that let us know that we are out of whack. The question is, do you have the courage to be honest enough about what you see 
or what you don't? Is there anyone that you can help keep you accountable? For somebody else, it may be their car. Um, it could be your kitchen. It could be your bathroom. It could be your bedroom. If my bedroom is disheveled, so is my mind, just like my closet, right? And so, and I will say, there's a lot going on in my mind, right? But I have a tendency, I will go look at my closet on purpose to make sure that it is, um, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but I, I, I like there to be order. I like to be able to see my stuff and see where it's at and things of that nature. So find a system that helps you identify when you are off kilter, that helps you to qualify that you need to reestablish or rectify some things. It's really important that you see and, and associate it with for real heart work that needs to be done or mind work that needs to be shifted. There are things that, that are indicators for you personally, and it's very helpful um, to develop a system that lets you know when you're off kilter. Amen. Anybody else? Thank you for hey, that. Hey, Dion, it's um, pretty Patrice. Yeah. I'm the same way. Hey, it's pretty. Um, yeah. It's mine. Oh, yeah, and I room. love order, baby. You hear me? You love order. <laughs> I know it firsthand. I'm mean. You hear me? And I'm mean. Order and, and you a minimalist, too. So I know clutter yeah. drives you crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and my husband mm -hmm. is a, a collector of things. Uh huh. And so we have to keep it balanced. And if it's not balanced, I I, oh, I'm all you got an attitude out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, get it. So thank you for that. I this totally morning. get it. That I, I totally, totally get it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Good, Amen. good stuff. And I, I can see the parallel too, pretty. I, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. And I can see Brother Jeff being a collector. Oh, my brother. <laughs> mm -hmm. my, look, my my son is a collector of things, and I'd be like, ah, 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 you gonna make my nerves bad? Uh, uh, watch out! No, <laughs> look, he's sitting here laughing because he know. I, listen, I start shaking my arms like a mental health patient. Uh, 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 I love you too. Have a good day. Bye, nephew. Hello. I love you. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Good morning. Good morning. You know what? Yeah, you have to be way to put it. A collector of things. Listen, I bet, oh. pretty, I bet you that Carl beat Jeff. Because Carl was a yeah, they was friends. Being a collector <laughs> of some things, y'all was yeah, I know. I'm sure he probably did. Listen, listen, listen. I didn't shake my hand, but listen, I was like, hey, 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 hey. You got a whole <laughs> Don't bring that in this. You table. have to collect your stuff over there. That's right. Listen, collect your put stuff it on over your there, side buddy. of the room. So I can't see it. You got Listen. your own. Ba don't come in my bathroom with your collectible. No, sir. No, sir. Right. Um, but I, I, said, I said it nice, though. Sometimes I wasn't all that nice. Sometimes. But in, sometimes. But I said it in a way where he understood that I was serious. How about, how about respectful, submit, how about whatever. You know, I'm not going to be crazy. With, with you. But thank you for, thank you for, thank you for that um, explanation about the closet. 
in my sanctified imagination, I'm sorry for talking so much, but I'm really not. In my sanctified imagination, what, what I see about the closet is the arsenal, the arsenal. This thought won't, won't, won't escape my mind. You, I say often that the enemy perverts all of the good stuff. And so what the world did uh-huh. was they used the closet as a negative thing. Oh, he came yes. out the closet. He came out the closet. Well, guess what? Yes. We have a prayer closet. That's in the word. Yes. So the, the closet is not a negative thing. Let that go. Release that. Right? And when you uh-huh. come out of your closet, you should be better because you've spent time uh-huh. with the Father getting the things that you need. So I'm not talking about a physical closet necessarily, but it's your it's your place where you go to meet the where you go to meet the Father, where you go to meet Holy Spirit, where you go to meet and you allow Jesus to intercede on your behalf and all of those wonderful things. It's a, it might be in your car, it could be in the bathroom, but it's a designated meeting spot. And so when you come out of the closet, you come out equipped because you go to the closet. You you go to the closet so you can get some of those things that are stored for you there. You don't want uh-huh. there are certain things in my in my household. You know, I have a closet. I keep it neat or what have you. But I don't want people seeing everything that I have in my closet. That's that's why it's in the closet. Uh-huh. Some of them are personal items, you know, so on and so forth. I don't need to go. But in my closet, it's neat and it's organized. I, listen, I can go in my physical closet and get whatever I need. I know where it's located because nobody's coming in my closet and I'm not allowing things in my closet that don't, oh my goodness, that's good, that don't belong there. So as you're fasting today, as you're fasting today, you might need to rearrange your spiritual closet, um, get it neat and organized. You might need to put some things in that spiritual closet that are not there, and you can't put them there. The Holy Spirit, you have to give Holy Spirit permission to put those things there, those gifts, those things, that patience, whatever it is, the attributes of the Spirit. Oh, wow, this is good, Dion. Amen. Amen. Was somebody else about this? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, it's kind, Kim. If I can just touch. I mean, you handled that appropriately, of course, so. Hopefully I'm not stepping out of boundaries, but when the sister spoke about the closet, um, it just reminded me, as I had mentioned, that God places certain garments on me, and I think he does that for all of us, and at times he has to remove them. So as I thought about the closet, I thought about um, the arsenal, as she mentioned, but we are equipped for every season when we go to our closet. We have things that we need to put on in the summertime when it might get hotter. We have mm. things that we apply in the wintertime and I get cooler. Um, for mm-hmm. me, I even have things because I kind of go up and down on my weight that I won't get rid of because I like them so much. When I get back down to this size, I'm going to wear this again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that closet, um, our spiritual closet, I think that what it does, you know, fulfilling that closet, it, is, it equips us with every season that we will have to face on earth because as we all know we are in that spiritual warfare and god will apply different armor and different garments on us and so i just mm-hmm. thank you for the the closet because that's what god revealed to me when i seen that closet like okay what's in your closet like you said it's sacred everybody doesn't know everything in your closet you might keep some valuables in there um some keepsakes um just something for every season and I just thank Absolutely. God that, you know, we have that closet. We have that spiritual closet that we can sure. apply 
that the Almighty gave us to be prepared for the next season, the next battle. Yes, that's good. That was good. That was very good. Yes, that was. Hello? Baby clothes and you know little 
Miss Mac and learning in my my season surging, it's okay to let it go. Um, doesn't go that you're just letting go of attachment that's holding you back going to so Yes. And yeah. and and that that would be applicable to those of us that have hoarding tendencies. And you know, a lot of people don't like to, to deal with that aspect or element of our truth but it is often our truth. A lot of us hoard because we are using our closet for the wrong thing. We have not sorted through the closet of our heart, the closet of our understanding, the closet of our mindset, the closet of our experiences and our disappointments. It is so important that you understand that some things have to be faced in order for you to evolve to that malleable mentality and or mindset. It's really important. That's good. That's good. Okay. This is Kedra. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, My closet analogy is a little different. So I'm in between Georgia, Washington, and Las Vegas, and I have like a little closet space or a little space that either have a closet or it's a closet space wherever I go. And I go to these different places for different reasons. Like I'm in Georgia for my aunt. I'm in Las Vegas for my son. I'm in Washington for only God can tell me why, but um, I look at that closet space like God is with me wherever I go. That's my analogy for the closet. And yeah, I keep it in order and nobody disturbs it. And Or, you know, somebody call me when I'm somewhere else. Hey, where is this? I'd be like, oh, it's in my closet. I know exactly where it is. So my analogy for my closet is I look at it everywhere. I look at it as God is with me everywhere I go. If that makes sense. So, this was a good discussion. Uh, love you. I'm going back on mute. Amen. Amen. That 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 is probably indicative of a few things um, that are are probably offline topics of conversation. But everybody has their own process. We all have our own um, evolution. And the timing of the Lord is always perfect, and nobody can tell you what your timing is. Your time and and your release, your relief, your change, your transfer, your transition is all predicated on God's perfect timing for your life. So we we evolve based on where we are um, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Sometimes it's, you know, more of a scattered thing. Sometimes it's more in sync and in tune, but again, we all have our own times of evolution. So all I can say is keep going, and sometimes you don't know why. You just <laughs> obey, right, whatever Amen. that looks like. And then anybody else? Sister Dion. Yes, yes. ma'am. Can I ask, um, this call is always so rich and pours out so much to so many. Can you just mention um, to people particularly for those who are new, about how they can pour back into the clear victory. I know you don't do it often, um, but it's just on my heart to let people know. Amen. Amen. Um, You you can always, absolutely. Um, You know, I I say quite frequently, and, you know, for those of you that give, listen, not only do I appreciate you, but um, the people that benefit from the things that you do, what you do give, 
um, thank you as well. You know, a lot of stuff that Declare Victory does, we do in silence. Some needs are met that you don't even know that you are a part of, but I want you to know that it, it, it ain't mine. <laughs> you know, if you want to send something to me, it's the Radical Midwife everywhere on any pay platform. But if you want to sow into Declare Victory, it's on Cash App I Declare Victory Now, or um, you can also go to PayPal at I Declare Victory. Um, you can set up recurring payments. You can even set up something with your employer so that it's recurring, um, and it does help. It keeps this particular body afloat because um, otherwise I end up, um, which which I did for many, many years, just pay for it myself. Um, I don't get a salary or anything like that. I'm not interested in it, but I love to be able to even bless people that help on the, the back end of the call from time to time. And so I thank all of you for your giving, be it periodic or constant. I'm not asking you to take anything from your church. Um, you should always pay your tithe where you worship. If you don't have a church home, this is probably it. So tithe and offering is always a blessing. Um, and whatever it is that you give, again, no matter how small or how grand, I thank you. I appreciate it. It takes some of the pressure off of me uh, in performance. And so thank you for that, Tosh. Love you. Love you, too. Anybody else? Hi, if this is Prosperous Pam, good morning, everyone. I'm um, just wonderful declaration, Pastor. Um, wonderful conversation. I just wanted to just chime in and just say real quick, um, the scripture Matthew 18:3 comes to mind because um, not only did you mention it, Pastor Dion, you talked about um, earlier on in your discussion about um, children retain so much. I think you said from the ages of zero to nine, and um, it, that was a, that's a whole conversation in itself. It was so good. But then when I heard Cynthia speak, and then um, I, I'm so blessed by uh, people on the call like Cynthia and Leomia, just so you know, you bless me so much when you speak. Um, and you had called Cynthia like a baby, but you said don't um, take it the wrong way. So Matthew 18.3 says, and he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So, I, I mean, I want to be like that. <laughs> so, um, and just God bless everyone on the call. I hope that blesses someone. Have a blessed it, day. it absolutely did. And, and it is the picture of a malleable mindset. Children's minds aren't fixed. And the, the crazy part is I just discovered the other day from doing some reading that you don't reach full maturity until you are 25 years old. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. That's that's why you'd be retarded, and, you know, at 21 talking about telling somebody you've grown. No, honey, you're still retarded. I know I was retarded. <laughs> I, I know for a fact I was retarded, honey. But anyway, um, of course, of a different color. Thank you for that, Prosperous. Anybody else before we wrap it up? We are half time. Amen. Well, listen, I hope that today's conversation blessed someone. I hope that it reminded you that, um, listen, this this life is yours for the taking, honey. There are certain things that if you open up the, uh, the, the channels of your thought process, 
God will begin to pour things into you that you could never have imagined. The way that I understand the truth of God's word today is so different than it was five months ago, five years ago, um, 10 years ago, five days ago. Um, you know, and, and if you allow yourself to operate under the guise of, number one, obedience, um, but moreover, of the flexibility of mind and mentality um, for your heart to begin to change and respond to what you know as truth, not the facts. But the fact is that some stuff looks ugly. Some stuff look like you're losing. Some, some stuff look like you're destined to fail. But the truth is you were beautifully and wonderfully made. God has a perfect plan for your life. He is unapologetic about how great and special you are. You were made in his image. You were made to prevail. And so I just want to tell you this morning to pursue. Pursue on the end of your seat with great expectation and anticipation that he who began a great work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I implore you um, to ask the Lord to make your mind malleable, to unshuffle, to dishevel, to make you uncomfortable in change and transition to the point where you grow and grow and grow. A plant left in its pot planted in a field that's a fixed mentality will never grow outside of the size of its pot. But if you release it and give the roots room to expand, there is no limit. See yourself as a bamboo shoot. It may take a while, but believe this, there's something growing under the surface, and it's growing to perfect that which is in you. So I'm encouraged this morning. I pray that you are too. I pray that you are full of expectation and anticipation. Um, if the call blessed you today, I won't even say if the call blessed you. Um, for those of you that have never sown, honey, listen, that's borderline a thief. I would encourage you to sow. It's good ground. Um, I don't have an agenda or an objective, um, but I know that there are greater works that we are called to do, and we can do it with your help. That being said, I pray that you have an amazing, amazing day, and that we meet right back here. Yes. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I had spoke once before and uh, um, I, I, I may have been wrong, but um, so I didn't know if I needed to, hallelujah, I didn't know if I needed to speak to you um, on online with everybody or, 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 or speak um. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Uh, 
picture for those that feel like um, I don't know enough I am not enough I haven't been doing this long enough you just got to see what it looks like for a baby maybe not in years but when you allow your mind to be malleable today's call was about Cynthia and her growth just FYI When you allow yourself to be flexible in the Holy Ghost, he will use you to deliver a word that you had absolutely no idea would come out of you. And generally, things make you mad before you receive them. So, Tedra, I feel you, just FYI, in the spirit. Um, And it's cool. It's your process. Whatever your process is, and this is for everybody that's on the line, Cynthia gave a perfect example um, of what it looks like uh, to be used of and by God when you make yourself available. When you, they who hunger and thirst 
for righteousness shall, not kind of, sort of. Last week I talked about speaking in tongues and the power that works, the inner workings, who everybody doesn't agree with. I don't care. I'm telling you that this is not about my understanding. This is not about my idea. This is not about doctrine. This is about truth, not reality. You all who stayed on the call and it was just for you got to see the active work of God moving through somebody who you guys listen to talk about wanting to kill themselves, wanting to give up. I just ain't going to get on the call no more. Just forget it. But when she came in contact with Purpose Partnerships, we need people. So you can isolate yourself if you feel like it with a fixed mindset, or you can be malleable and use the oven by God. Cynthia, I got a question. Have you ever spoken tongues before? Is this your first time speaking in tongues, or have you always had a language? I always have a language, but I um, didn't practice it. So when you guys went into tongues, so, um, talked about tongue, Tanja, not Tanja, when, we, when you guys went and did tongues, I was at home, and it was like a, a, a refilling of the tongue. Um, I didn't hear it, but it came through my mouth, like the chattering. And so I vowed to, my, to God that I would do my tongues every day. Mm-hmm. Now, now you guys got to see in action, really, for real, that it's not my opinion. I'm not trying to make nobody, everybody ain't going to speak in tongues. And don't get it twisted. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable for not. I don't, I don't want to say that. But what I will say is there's a difference in how things manifest when you allow God to fill you, when you give Holy Spirit permission, when you take the brakes off of your thought process, back it up, and be a little kid in the spirit. Listen, if you throw a little baby in the water right now, six weeks old, three months old, two years old, they don't know that they're not supposed to be able to swim because they are technically because they have no fear. So they just swim instantly. It is the malleable mindset of I can do as opposed to the fixed mind of this is all I can do that experiences the true free power of the Holy Spirit. It's a decision. When we don't, we, we over-intellectualize things, we put ourselves in a prison cell, right? Give yourself permission to experience the full manifestation of the power of God. That was the most authentic, pure, raw demonstration of the power of God that I've seen in a very long time. And Cynthia, to think you wanted to quit, right? We all have the power, the ability to be the mouthpiece of God when we are open. Amen. Anybody else? I needed that. That was that was everything. Thank mm-hmm. you, Cynthia, for being obedient. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome. Yes. Amen. I did all that. I did all that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Most times, Amen. things hurt before they help. Whoever that is, you so far away from the phone, we can't hear you. Mm-mm. Not good. Is this better? Yeah. That's what's up. Okay, so yeah. Um, Cynthia, thank you for your obedience. I thank God for your obedience. Thank you. Declare victory. I will give you a call, Cynthia, because as um, stated, that is on a different platform. And just to clarify, mm-hmm. um, I never thought about it as running because my whole mindset is like it's a need whenever I'm in Georgia. It's a need when I'm in Las Vegas. So I will um, call and speak with you on a personal level, Cynthia, so that, um, you know, you guys understand it. But to God be the glory about your obedience. You're welcome. Amen. Anybody else? So, surely, this this has been a great morning. (laughs) God is absolutely glorified and the devil horrified. I pray uh, that today you be focused and you begin to ask the Lord, show me where I'm inflexible in my thought process so that I can experience the fullness of your joy as you promised in your word. I dare you to just ask him. Find the scripture and meditate on the mind and the mentality, the mind of God, the heart of God for your future and for your now. Uh, I pray that this call has empowered somebody. Don't forget, Cash App is I Declare Victory Now. And uh, I was going to say YouTube. Uh, What's the name of it? Uh, PayPal is I Declare Victory. Uh, Love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Meet you back here at 5 p.m. Talk to you then. Bye, guys. Love you, Dion. Have a wonderful day. Love Love you. Blessings on your day. Love you guys.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven 